Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 46 of Unhelpful Advice with your host, Steve. And where's my co-host? Where's my co-host? Cole, do you know where my co-host is? I don't know where the fuck he is. You don't know where he is? No, I just heard something. You heard something? Yeah, I heard something. I heard something, too. I heard something. I heard he got canceled. He got canceled by the culture. Shouldn't have made those comments about JFK. This is what happened. A couple episodes ago, we had a big podcast. Got a little political. Got a little conspiratorial. Brought up JFK, and uh, Teddy made a comment about uh, JFK being a scatterbrain. And that didn't sit well with the historian's... So they uh, rounded up a bunch of them, got on Twitter, and uh, canceled our boy. They started a hashtag, cancel unhelpful advice. It's a very, uh, the fighter and a kid situation where they only went after one of the hosts. I was uh, the guy who they didn't go after because, you know, I never say things like that on this show. I never say things that can be taken out of context and used to cancel me. Uh, But Teddy's been canceled. Uh, For the foreseeable future, I'm going to be doing this alone. Um. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I, I've been ready for this journey for a while. Cole, do you think I'm ready for this? You think I'm ready to take this show to the next level by myself? <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. This is the first time I'm going to do it by myself. And uh, I got uh, a, a whole list of things to get into. Some uh, Mr. Potato Head action. Uh, that's a controversial thing going on. Uh I'll get into a little bit about Joe Biden's first uh, first few days in office. I guess it's a month now. Uh, the Uyghur genocide in uh, China. Uh, the Tiger Woods situation. We'll get into that a little bit, too. I'll get well soon, Tiger. And uh, all this and more on unhel- Unhelpful Advice. Episode 46. The Solo Dolo. Oh, wait. You thought I was going to do this shit alone, didn't you? You thought I was capable of doing this shit alone. Well, I'm not. I had to call in a tag team partner. I was by myself. I had to call for for backup. I had to get on the radio. So this week, we have our In Case of Emergency guest host. You may know this man. Mr. Matthew Gillespie, how are you? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. I hate to hear that about Teddy. I hate to hear it. Um, it was going to happen to one of us. Odds on it was going to happen to me. And it didn't. It happened to uh, Teddy. I was real shocked about that, to be honest. Yeah, Matthew, how does it feel to be the uh, break glass? I feel pretty good about it. It's like yeah, the sixth like, man. Yeah, you're the you're the... The fire extinguisher, literally and figuratively, you're the fire extinguisher because <laughs> you're you're a fireman now, and we had to bring you in to put out this fire that Teddy created. Teddy created this fire. Well, you know, I was uh, shocked to hear about it, like I said, but you know, I'm glad that uh, I'm reliable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're cr- you're credible. Yes. So, uh, all right, Gibby, this is your show today. Oh boy. You ain't a guest. 
I didn't say guest. Oh, yeah, this is true. I'm... I said guest host. Pay attention to my work. Wow, this is... You can control the show at any point, at any time. It's just weird, you know. You're so used to being a guest, and all of a sudden you're just called in like this. Called in to be the host. Yeah. Um, I got an idea. All right. Since Teddy's not here. <laughs> Since Teddy's no longer with us. One night only. You know those things where it's like, one night only, you get this. One night only, we bring back dumb sons of bitches. <laughs> oh, well, it is our show now, so we can run it how we please. I mean... We bring it back? <laughs> Unhelpful advice featuring dumb sons of bitches? I think so. Paying homage to our uh, early days. Our roots. You know, flashbacks to episode five and such. I think it made it like 13 episodes. It did. It made it like 13 or 14. Uh, you know, I, I can't keep track anymore. But in case of you that don't know, uh, we used to be the dumb sons of bitches. And uh, that came from a group chat that we've had for like five years now. Long time. Long time. And that was the show. Uh, uh, we, we got canceled by uh, Teddy himself. Teddy, Teddy has now been canceled by uh, historians for his comments on JFK, and uh, I think we should go and run with it, Gibby. I think so. It's like a weird, ironic twist of fate. It is a twist of fate. Can't, dumb sons of bitches canceled, thus canceled by historians. Man. Yeah. Arguably the opposite. <laughs> dumb sons of bitches. Yeah, smart sons of bitches doesn't cancel my partner. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this journey. This, uh, however long do you want to go today, journey. This magic carpet ride. Yeah, I'm Aladdin. <laughs> that was a, that was a, uh, what's that band called? Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was that a one-hit wonder? No, nah, they got a bunch of hits. What kind of music do they sing? Uh, it's kind of like 70s rock. Uh, Less like, they're that old? Stuff, yeah. yeah. Magic cool. carpet ride's that old with a yeah, fucking yeah, song? Yeah, yeah. Stephen, they got Magic Carpet Ride, uh, they got, um, the one with the dealer, we talked about the dealer man, Yeah, that's a good song, I mean, you're talking about, like, Vietnam, Damn. middle, like, Some CCR yeah. era kind of music? Yeah, good stuff. My goodness. We're gonna get a little bit, we're gonna get into a little bit of everything here today. I'd like to get into something that, you know, we brought up the other day with Eric, and it was the... Uyghur concentration camps in China. Oh, boy. As Donald Trump would say, China. This is true. China. Um, Gibby, what the fuck's going on over here? Well, uh, it's been going on for shit. That's years. what I was going to ask. Let's go, uh, we're not experts on the topic. We're just, no one knows about it. We, it, it's weird because no one knows about it, yet we, we've always known about it. Like, any any uh, body who kind of pays attention to, pays attention to the intelligence field has known about this for a while, especially how things are going on in like Southeast Asia, China. Um, you know, if you if you pay attention to stuff like that, you've known about it. But as far as like most of the people in the world haven't, it's been kind of talked about these past couple years, but I mean, it's been going on at least since I remember since Obama's era. Uh, yeah, I have known about it for about two years now, solid, that I've known. Um, 
I had a buddy I used to uh, lift weights with. He was Muslim, and he had some Chinese buddies, and they were trying to get him to come to China. And he's like, he's like, I'll pass. <laughs> I, I, hey, China's probably looks looks amazing. Oh, it's uh, beautiful. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, very historical place. He's like, uh, but I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I mean they've, they've been they do this to everyone. I mean everyone, huh? Yeah. If you're within the border of the Chinese. Uh, uh state country uh i mean the lower part of mongolia that is in a part of china wanting to go back to mongolia they've uh suppressed them for years the uh, southern part of china they've suppressed for years you got the incidents in like hong kong and yeah i mean they don't even acknowledge that taiwan's a real no i mean that that started back in the 70s so the u.s acknowledged Taiwan when Mao was still alive because we gave Taiwan their seat in the UN. We said that's the actual capital of China and we didn't acknowledge the Mao Zedong period of Chinese control. And then after Mao and his uh, like big group of leaders died and China kind of changed from this extreme communist to this communist capital country, capitalistic country. That's when we said, all right, Taiwan, you're no longer the seat of power. We're going to give it to actual, the power in Beijing. And so Beijing reacted by blackballing Taiwan. Yeah. And like... But we still sell weapons to Taiwan all the time. Like that was Obama God, We sell weapons to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. We sell we sold uh, weapons to Egypt like last week. Yeah. I mean, we sell weapons to people all over the world. <laughs> we, we will tell uh, one group one thing and then be like, Turn to the other group and be like, "So you guys want uh, stinger missiles or not?" So, you know, that's just kind of our mo. You know, we just kind of pick and choose which sides we want to sell weapons to, and when one side decides to flip, we just turn around and sell to the other side. All right. So, getting back to what Uyghurs actually are, it is a tribe. Am I right? Uh, you could say that. It's 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 a a group of people you know because in asia you got a lot of different types of tribes so many that kind of like come together and so you got like the han people and the like you know like all the dynasties from chinese yes. past that's the different tribes that that rose to power and so the, the uyghurs are a a group of people that live typically in the gobi desert of which is in china. like northwest china yeah it's it's towards the west it's actually super uh hard to live in they're pretty hardy people kind of like mongolia to be honest very hardy hard to live in so their conditions yeah real hard so how many uyghurs are there last i heard there's like a seven million population of them so like the whole state of virginia because virginia's got like seven million people yeah something like that but you gotta think about how big china is you know it's Yes. There yes. are billions of people living in that state. So, you know, they, they're a, a, actually a fairly small number of yeah, people yeah, compared yeah. to the rest yes, of the populace. Yes, yes. So, let's just overview it here. They are rounding up Uyghurs. Yeah. How are they doing this? Uh, typical fashion. Just, you know, they'll send in... Uh, Troops. So it's not like our military where it's volunteer. Theirs is all conscription based. Uh, draft. Yes, kind of. Yeah. Uh, at least with the draft, it only happened when you got called upon. 
during wartime, a conscription-based military is like, you have to serve at some point. Because a lot of countries still in the West will do it, like Swedish and like North Korea does it, South Korea does South it. South Korea definitely does it because there was a very popular soccer player in Europe. He was on top. like He was one of the best players on his team, but he had to go serve got in the back. military. Yeah. And that happened to the Korean zombie who was a, a UFC fighter. He had to take two years off the UFC to go serve in the military in it's South usually, Korea. It's usually two years. Uh, Sweden does it. Denmark. Typically smaller countries do it. Um, but it's a mandatory two years. But now with the Chinese, it's, it's uh, like uh, pretty much you either in, in like poverty-stricken areas, you either serve in the military post your conscription or you farm it's not really like you got a lot of options to like pick from but they'll send these people like huge and these are in royal areas in china yeah uh, yeah once you get towards the cities there's more options based yeah. as far as jobs but yeah. you still have to do your your time in the military Damn. uh and then once you so what they'll do is they'll, they'll take these big large units and they'll send them out and they'll start gathering these nomadic tribes of people and start sending them to these well basically concentration camps okay so what okay what are they doing this for like what is that they have a uh very vague reason they're doing this they're trying to because uh these uyghurs are muslim Mm -hmm. and i saw a reason i don't know who put this out there and i am saying this very poorly that they wanted to they they're not concentration camps they're vocational camps yeah and they're making sure that they don't turn into extremists well so the, <laughs> that's a very that's the same thing that, like the vietnamese did after the vietnam war they sent people to re-education camps yeah that's what you know isn't that a damn album by a fucking rise against yeah or something re-education or something. <laughs> yeah re-education <laughs> But that's what they do. They send them to, like, these re-education camps just to be like, oh, we're not doing anything to them. We're just making sure, you know. The thing is that the Uyghurs just want to be left alone. And yeah. so a lot of times they they have gotten in violence. They've committed violent acts against the Chinese government because of things being done to them by the Chinese government. So that, that gave the Chinese government the ability to be like, these are extremists. And with the, you know, the modern wars going on in the Middle East that particularly involve Muslim radicals, they can use that as an excuse that, hey, these people are coming. We got people coming from these countries fleeing, and they're mixing in with these populations, and we're sorting this out. But it's not that simple, and it's not that nice. And it's almost very similar to what the U.S. did during World War II with the Japanese. Yeah, our hands are not clean in this either when it comes to internment camps or... Any kind of camp, uh, no vocational camps. Now, granted, we we didn't do what, what the, is going on right now. Yeah, but you know what they're doing is just sending a large segment of people to an area. Right. Now they're doing it. They're, I would say, they're on par with like Pol Pot and the Vietnamese post Vietnam War. All right, level of brutality. So we're hearing the word concentration camp. And what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear concentration camp? Well, you think the Jews. And it's it's the Holocaust. Hot, like a Holocaust. Is there any comparison to what's going on there now, to what's go- to what happened in Europe in the nineteen late nineteen thirties or nineteen forties? Um. Yes and no. I mean, you you do see uh, 
you know, I don't think you see mass executions on the level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do definitely see executions. I think it's more um, as far as brutal treatment that is very similar to that. You know, food, clothing. I'm I'm reading right now, forced contraception. Yes. uh, Sterilization so they can't have, bear children. Yes. Um, Forced abortions. Yes. You hear about forced rape. Yes. Yes. So. That's very true. So when you think holo- uh, you know, Holocaust, concentration camps, you think gas chambers. You think yeah. mass execution. Which even the the Nazis, for the most part, didn't do forced... They did do forced abortions, but I'd, I've never heard stories of forced sterilization. But then again, they also turned around and experimented on those people. Yes. So, yes, you know, yes. it's like neither one are good and they're not quite the same, but they're too close to be differentiated. I mean, but, you know, that's a brutal area, China in general. I mean... Um, so, so are these camps near the Uyghurs, like, in their in their region of China? Is it in the northwest China, or do they take them somewhere... They kind of bring them closer to where the, the Chinese government is. That's what I was uh, getting to. They, um, they, they don't want them too far out. It's almost like you don't want something so far away where if something got crazy, you wouldn't have a lot of control over it, but you don't want them too close because then... Western media and hey, that's what I was it. thinking. Yes, yes, yes. It it would bring more light upon the issue, and there's a lot of light on the issue right now. Um, Joe Biden actually <laughs> got asked by Anderson Cooper got asked a tough question from old Andy. Um, he brought it up at a town hall uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I saved this topic for you, Gibby, because I know you had a lot of information about about the topic way more than me and Teddy did um he was asked about you know the Chinese Communist Party's human rights record which it's horrible um this is what Joe Biden said um he's not going to speak out against the Chinese Communist Party's belligerent actions in Hong Kong or against the Uyghurs and or in Taiwan this is a quote from Joe Biden I point He's talking about, you know, Jinping, Mm -hmm. the the president of China. I point out to him, no American president can be sustained as a president if he doesn't uh, reflect the values of the United States. He also said, and so the idea that I'm not going to speak out against what he's doing in Hong Kong, what he's doing with the Uyghurs in the western mountains of China and Taiwan, trying to end the one-China policy by making it forceful, Xi gets it. And he also says, this is the, the quote that I have hell issues with. Culturally, there are different norms that each country and their leaders are expected to follow. So, Joe Biden, much like Donald Trump, is definitely staying away from commenting about this issue. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know... I- our country is so interdependent on the way the Chinese system flows yes. that speaking out against these atrocities that the Chinese people, uh, the Chinese government themselves, not so much the people, no. but the government carries out, would, uh, it's so weird because we won't say anything, but we'll do these acts. Like right now, China builds these islands in the South China Sea to claim control over the resources that are in the South China Sea. So we won't speak out against this, but as soon as it comes to like 
resource management. We'll fly B-52s and, and then send a um, carrier group right through the South China Sea to let China know that this is that we don't care. We're not listening to them. Uh, that we that we aren't going to bow down to that, but we'll bow down to their human rights activities, which, you know, it's kind of like trading, you know, it kind of shows our hand what we truly care about, at least our government. Yes, and uh, I've seen very uh, little media coverage. Uh, I said last week, Jake Tapper on CNN is a very uh, credible journalist, and he actually brought it up, and he seems very aggravated, just like the people who know about this topic is aggravated. Oh yeah, I mean, but that, but again, you gotta think. Most people don't want to get their hands smacked. China owns a lot of uh, business and corporations within the United States. I mean, most of Hollywood is owned by China. Yeah. I mean, that's why you get these big blockbuster movies. You know, like the the Great Wall movie. But Matt Damon's playing in a fucking Chinese movie about the Great Wall of China. And people here hate it. You know, people here will say, well, "That's just you know, they should have had a Chinese." That don't make any sense. The people in China. Love it. That's they don't want to see a Chinese man playing that. No, they want to see Matt, Matt fucking Damon. Damon. Yeah, you know the born identity guy. They'll they'll buy they'll buy land here in China. I mean, there's a great documentary in here. Or they buy land in the United States. Yeah, there's a great documentary where they bought a, a Chinese company bought out a company here, and they had a place in the states, and they compared the working conditions from China to America, and the Chinese business who bought it did not like the way we did things here in America because. You know, they're like, they want all these things, they want their time off, they want this and that. And they're like, in China, we, we just, you know, you work 14-hour days. And Look then... at the people making the iPhones. Yeah. The the Androids in China. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, because right now China is still trying to recover from their 100 years of shame, as they call it. And that's post when the Japanese took over portions back in the 1800s. I think it was during the Opium Wars or something like that. But... It's it's this display of power that China China's trying to prove that they don't need outside because for thousands and thousands of years that's how it's been they'll take something from the outside bring it in make it better and then send it back out as their own and so now you got someone like uh, Ping Jinping 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 who uh, who uh, <clears throat> is really pushing for that and he's won a unified you know, quotation, unified China. Just like we want a United States. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so he's displaying this power by forcing people to come to, you know, under his heel. And that's what's going on. And it's just aggravating to watch this happen because if this was anywhere else in the world, we've already launched. That's what I said, Gibby. I, I told you this during the week. If there's Jews in, uh, you know, Europe, we're, we're it's D-Day Part 2, baby. Yeah. We're over. Yeah. Yeah, we Vietnam, we're there. over there. We're over there. You know, we're we're landing in Beijing. We're you know we're in the bitch. We're launching missiles. You know, but instead we just park. We're literally just sitting here. Yeah, we just park our carrier groups in the South China Sea and in the you know the Sea of Japan and then be done with it. And uh, asked during the town hall whether there would be repercussions for the CCP over the genocide, Biden sidestepped the question, saying the U.S. would reassert our role as spokespersons for human rights at the U.N. and other agencies. So he's this purveyor of peace, purveyor of human rights. <laughs> Just like Obama? Yeah. Just like Obama, the drone king, the guy who deported more uh, people in his terms than anyone else. I also heard that Obama built those cages he, by himself. He hand... <laughs> yeah, he went down there. In the basement of the White House... 
hammer and nail. Building cages himself. A couple uh, of welds here and there. And this is what Biden, uh, another thing he said. He said, well, there will be repercussions for China, and Xi knows that. What I'm doing is making that clear. In fact, we are going to continue to reassert our role as spokespersons for human rights at the UN and other agencies that have an impact on their attitude. Well, here's how useless the UN is. Um, yeah, I've heard you say this many times. Yeah. It's and fucking useless. It's what you've said. Now, I wish Eric was here to yeah. talk about this too, but um, it's useless. All we'll do is write papers and say, that's bad, and then never do Follow anything Follow these about rules. It. Yeah. They, they don't enforce anything for the most part. They let genocides go by for years while writing their papers. They, uh, you know... Everyone who doesn't really have a, a track record of issues like this gets their hands smacked, but when it comes to actually putting stuff down, uh, that's when things get bad, when it's like these smaller countries. Uh, you know, it's Eric, who's traveled to some countries, he's like, you'll see all these UN trucks just set at this place, and then there's, like, craziness going on in the streets. He's, it's, it's ridiculous. The UN is just really a, a, a useless form of uh government i would say they they don't do much they've had horrible levels of like sexual assaults against women and the treatments of other people because you got to think these is this is a group of people who from all over it's like you wouldn't send indian u.n soldiers to pakistan because they hate each other yeah but it happens you know so it or causes, vice versa it causes little rifts like that Oh, huge rifts. Yeah, huge. This is two. These are cultures that either hate each other or they hate the people. So that they're hate fucking. Each other. They're tone deaf. Basically, but this goes back ancient. You know, you get there are some places where thousands of years of animosity are still alive today. That that this is still here. Israel and Palestine. Iran. Uh, sorry, Pakistan and India is a huge, huge one. Yeah. You know, and that's been like that for you know hundreds of years at this point. And they they still act like it happened yesterday, you know. You got tribes of people, of peoples, who hate other tribes, and when they're forced to interact with each other, they they do not get along, and that's why these these you know big issues that aren't ever reported about by the UN and their inability to do things, they they what's the word I'm looking for? They just never gets heard about, and it just shows how useless they are. Like the Rwandan genocide. You know, the reason we stepped in uh, after was because we, we realized how bad it was. But the U.N. was already supposed to be there taking care of it. So if the U.N.'s brought in to do anything, expect no results. Oh, well, yeah. Just expect get a stalemate. A, get a couple papers written about it. You know, just a joke. Let me start writing essays for the U.N. Yeah. Seems that easy. Um. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to bring... Uh, I just, I've been talking about, you know, the Uyghur concentration camp. I've been, <laughs> I've been making jokes. <laughs> my my buddies will be like, what are you doing tonight? I can't, I'm like, oh, I'm busy. I'm in a Chinese concentration camp. And they're like, like, what? What did you just say? And I'm like, see, you don't even know what's going on. Yeah. No one knows what's going on. No, nope. no, nope. they just, you know, it's again, you know, there's so much going on in this country that. Stupid shit though. Yeah. Stupid shit, but people don't want to pay attention to the outside world. Oh God! You know, is genocide not a strong enough word? <laughs> I guess not, because well, again, you know, ask the Turks. It never happened. 
If you, yeah, if you ask the Turks, it never happened. The Turks were not there. They were Brian Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the what? what when, when did that happen? World War One. The yeah. Ar- yeah, the Armenian genocide didn't happen, if you ask Turkey. But, you know, then again, you got documented reports by uh, U.S. ambassadors, British ambassadors, British media, all throughout saying, hey, this is going on. And it was just an excuse. It was just an excuse to get rid of the Armenians because they, they, they wanted more rights. And the all right, Turkish government didn't like that. And it's the same thing with the the Uyghurs right now. They just want to be left alone for the most part. You know, they probably want to be treated better. And that, that just doesn't fly. Not in China. China. Not in China. Not in China. Well, same thing with Hong Kong. Hong Kong likes to be the way Hong Kong is. And that just doesn't fly with China. Either get on the train or get run over. Damn. And it was, uh, I remember last year, uh, during the you know free Hong Kong, uh, the NBA brought some light on, but bad light on the issue. Um, we talk about how China you know owns Disney, owns parts of Hollywood, owns land in the United States. They own the NBA, mm-hmm. and this is this is not even a mystery anymore. They would eject fans from basketball games with signs saying "Free Hong Kong." Here's the thing, too. These are the same people who will tell you our government is treating people wrong, but then turn right around and not say anything. You're talking about basketball players here. Yeah. And turn right around and not say anything about, you know, the treatments of... Human rights. uh, Human rights in this country and human rights in that country aren't even the same. Not Not even in the same ballpark. No. Which, again, not saying we don't have our issues. No. Because we do. Oh, yes, we do. But... To sit there and deny one while completely... Uh, Shut the fuck up. That's what they're doing. Shut up. Yeah. Stop. Stating, saying, look at this. Look at how... Off. They're the same people who tell us our government is too much in our business and then turn right around and say the Chinese government has the complete authority to be authoritative in their own their own way. Damn, this sounds like an anti-China podcast. Well, I'm anti... Kind of is. <laughs> I'm anti-government I'm anti- control. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, you know, don't set so don't sit there and be the biggest hypocr- big hypocrites and kick people out for one thing, but if they had another sign up for another issue here in the states, it's no big deal. Double standards. Because our government, the reason they are allowed to do that, if they did that, if they did that in China, we wouldn't hear about them anymore. No, they uh, would just no. They would go under the rug like their COVID deaths. Not just them. <laughs> not just them. Their family. And not just their immediate family, their cousins, their cousins' cousins, their whole family gone. Their twenty-three and me would be gone. Pretty much. You you wouldn't. They'd be like, "Hey, what happened to?" I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know who you're talking about. Gone. But our government won't do that. Our government doesn't do that. No. So that's why they're able to do the things that they're able to do. Damn. And be hypocritical in their own right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I I, I wanted to. T- we just spent the whole first thirty minutes. Uh, we can't. Uh, I'd love to get more into the Uyghur uh, situation in China. I just don't know enough about it yet. I hope it, it's uh, starting to make its way around. You know, new sources in the United States. I think it's starting to. It should have a long time ago. And well, it's so hard to get. You know, like North Korea. Yeah, we couldn't figure out whether Kim Jong-un was dead or not for six weeks. Still aren't really sure, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, it's so hard to get 
call them human intelligence, human, because they're just so good at cracking down on stuff like that. You know, bugging places, suspicious, like, you know, I know, have known people who go over there and teach English to people in schools, very restricted, you know, very, uh, you know, monitored. And, you know, of course, Google gets on the trend and jumps along and, you know, sets up a whole uh, system for them so that way they can censor what can be searched or not. Like, you can't Google the Tiananmen Square massacre in China. And if you somehow do, and they know, they will come knock on your door. And it's not like a week later or like 48 hours later. It's like 24 hours or less. So they quick on the trigger there. They, they are. So it's super hard to gather you know, we can gather all the signal intelligence that we want, Signet, but, you know, we get this, uh, we gather human intelligence there is just, it's just damn near impossible. So, yeah. So, we just kind of, a, a vague summary of <laughs> what's going on in China and why people need to know about, people need to know about this. Not, not enough people know about this. We were taught in elementary school about the Holocaust and how bad it was. I remember my teacher in six. I don't think they teach that now anymore. Well, they did when we were in school. They did. And uh, when we were in school, I remember my teacher said, you know, this will be the darkest thing you'll learn about in this class. And it was the Holocaust. So for for us to be taught that at such a young age and for something similar, I'm not going to I'm not gonna say they're on the same level yet. I, who knows? Yeah, I mean. I who guess knows where it goes? You would have to think about. You know how many abortions and sterilizations they carried out compared to how many people the Nazis killed. You know there's there's got to be some sort of equivalency, and you know who knows how many mass you know graves are in China. God. So that's just what I wanted to do here. I wanted to raise some awareness because nobody's talking about this shit. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. Uh, Something. That's being talked about right now. I don't have anything pulled up about it. Uh, I just seen some things. What happened in Syria the other day? Uh, all I know is we bombed the shit out of them. All right, so you know we hear about the Obama administration about how they carried out all these uh, drone strikes in Syria, and I'm gonna Google real quick. Okay, well that's a, that's a very responsible thing to do because I was not going to do that. Um, you hear uh, the Obama administration would. Uh, Send drones at night <laughs> to, uh, to, you would hear reports about how they would bomb weddings. Maybe one terrorist would be at the wedding. They'd take the whole fucking wedding out. That was actually, that turned out to be an F-16 strike. Uh, that wasn't a drone. It wasn't a drone. Um, because what drones carry, they don't carry high-grade ordnance like that. They carry uh, stuff like sidewinders. And for those of people who don't know, a Sidewinder missile is a tank buster. And so it's super small. I say small, but... Compared to... Yeah. The explosive is in the the head of it. And what it does is that thing actually, when it hits a tank, it bores through. It it explodes, bores through, and then... It's like a broad hit. Yeah, kind of what happens is that fragmentation, when it that hot metal that comes through when it shoots out, gets in, that's what actually kills people. So like a... In this room... If this was like, say, like, let's say your whole house was just one big room, like a college room, it could come in through this window. We'd probably get killed. The living room, you'd probably get your ears busted. On the other side of the house, you'd be okay. So very, 
small radius of what it can yeah. explode. So, so what, what we like to do is get them when they're in trucks. Now, who's in the truck, we don't care about. We like to get them on mopeds, or we can get them by ourselves. We'll hit them. Um, but, uh, now, you want to talk about just a psychological effect. You hear the buzzing of the drone, apparently. It's like... and So, so the drone itself above you. Yeah, and apparently that is just enough to cause psychological damage to people. The constant 24-7 of a drone buzz. Oh, my God. Uh, and... Uh, now, don't get me wrong, Obama loved to blow the fuck up out of some cars. He loved it. Obama was a damn... <laughs> he loved drones, and he loved private military companies. Contractors. Oh, yeah. And so, <clears throat> to see Biden start carrying similar things out, not so, sh- not so, sh- not shocked by so, that So, what we're hearing about, it was in response to... Missile strikes on one of our bases yeah. in, in Syria? So the Iranians launched missiles, landed on some bases. I have the quote right here. From? Uh, this is on um, USA Today. And it says, Biden on Thursday night ordered the airstrikes on multiple facilities at a Syrian-Iraqi border control point in southeastern Syria in retaliation for rocket attacks on U.S. targets in neighboring Iraq. So it was in Iraq, the, the yeah, the base. but they were the Iranian backed um, Hezbollah. So it was a, a militia. So Hezbollah is a part of Iran, and they are they, we recognize them as a foreign terror group, and they had been in Israel, Syria, all over the Middle East, and they launched from they launched from Syria missiles into to Iraq, Iraq. And so the Pentagon identified the targets as a number of Iranian-backed militant groups, including Khatib Hezbollah and the Khatib Saeed al-Shuad. It called airstrikes proportionate and defensive, and so the airstrikes were taken after consultation with coalition partners and unspecified diplomatic measures. So so know, we're back to where we were. It's weird because we, we do this, but then uh, we're in a stalemate over... Uh, that we're, over, we're in a stalemate on who should take the first steps to revitalize the nuclear deal with Iran, which I think we shouldn't. Those motherfuckers don't need nuclear armaments. Well, you're not supposed to deny anyone nuclear technology. Right. But who's to say they turn around and turn it into something? Yes. Now, we'll know if the Israels bomb Iran that they were turning it into a weapon because the Israels are really good at counter-nuclear proliferation. But, uh, you know, I don't think... So are we walking on eggshells with this attack? We're I... revamping the Middle East, that's for sure. God damn it. <laughs> we just talked about the Middle East for an hour two weeks ago. We are re-energizing it. We're re, um, we are re-destabilizing it, if that makes sense. God, it'll never end. No, and I don't think most people want that, at least in control, because it's yes, big yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Raytheon just got, like, huge contract. Mm-hmm. And this was after, you know, the workings of Donald Trump had helped secure some peace deals within the Middle East. And now you got these these issues coming back up. So, you know, the, the line we're walking is getting thinner and thinner, and, you know... I look for another, uh, maybe not surge-type deployment of troops to Iraq and the Middle East, but I definitely look for us to deploy again. 
a bunch more. That in Africa. Africa's a hotbed, too. I mean, all those girls just got kidnapped in Niger, like 317. Oh, I didn't hear about this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's too exp- We'd rather uh, talk about, you know, stupid issues in this country, like Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. All right, enough with the foreign policy. God damn, we're going to bore the listeners. It's important for you guys to know, though. Very important for you guys to know what's going on. But we're worried about this. Um, yeah, Cole just laughing. He got a smile on his face. He knows how <laughs> stupid this is going to be. The iconic Mr. Potato Head gets a 21st century rebrand. Did you just assume his identity? All right, before I get canceled like my co-host, I'm just going to refer to him as Potato Head. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the iconic Mr. Potato Head gets a rebrand. He has been made gender neutral. (sighs) God, what do we think about this? You know, in all the years that I've been alive on this planet, (laughs) solid 24 of them. These last two. Been rough. <laughs> Been real rough. Um, I don't know. I still don't know what gender neutral is compared to like um, what gender and sex differentiation is. I had a genetics teacher one time at Tech tell me that it didn't matter and they didn't make a shit because you were either a male or a female. The chromosomes don't lie. I would hate. He was like, it's oh. like a basketball term. Ball don't lie. Chromosomes don't lie. Chromosomes don't lie. He's like, I'd hate to have to tell a female, quotations, that she's got prostate cancer. <laughs> Your professor said that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said that in the middle of, like, this 300-person like, auditorium. I was like, well, he's right. Even now, even with the ENT stuff, you know, the person is either male or female because that depends on how we treat them. You know, it doesn't doesn't change. Now, granted, I don't, I don't care what people decide to do in their free time, and if they want me to call they them, I'm gonna think it's weird as fuck. But I'll do it as long as they're nice about it. Like, hey, you know, this is what I actually like to be called. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. But it's, if you decide to like yell at me for not recognizing that, yell at you with a with a camera in your face recording the yeah. <laughs> ordeal. Yeah, for not recognizing it, then I'm gonna tell you just fuck off. All right, here's an overview of it. I got a quote. Uh, it's not a quote, it's an article. The toy giant Hasbro is rebranding its Mr. Iconic Potato Head toy by dropping the Mr. from the name. On the surface, it may seem like a subtle shift, but it's designed to break away from traditional gendered norms, particularly when it comes to creating potato head families. How toddlers frequently play with the toy, according to Hasbro's research. But starting this fall, when the new brand is unveiled, Kids will have to fill in a blank slate to create same-sex families or single-parent families. It is a prime example of the way heritage toy brands are evolving to stay relevant in the 21st century. I don't know if this is a good way to stay relevant. It brings it up and people laugh at you. Yeah. I always thought you could take everything off of a Mr. Potato Head, too. I never played with one. That's uh... like You could take everything off and put whatever you wanted on. So to me, it seems weird that, like, you could buy the female stuff and have a Mrs. Potato Head. Like, you could take all the Mr. Potato Head stuff off and then put the female eyes and then the no mustache on and be done with it. Yeah, let's get this out there. There is a Mrs. Potato Head anyways. Yeah. I mean, and if you want your kid, if your kid's like, I want 
two Mr. Potato Heads. Okay. <laughs> just buy two Mr. Potato Heads. Or two Miss Potato Heads. Or if your kid's like, hey, I just want, you know, it's just me and mom or me and dad. Get one fucking Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Or whatever. This is getting silly. This is getting silly. So silly. You know, Teddy's no longer on the show. <laughs> but he was so fired up about this issue. He has written a statement. <laughs> Couldn't so, even write a statement for getting canceled, but wrote one for the Mr. Potato Head incident. So fed up. So I'm going to get into this. This is uh, Teddy Smith's words. I may not be on this week's episode of Unhelpful Advice, but I'd like to send this helpful advice while I'm gone. I was informed that Hasbro, a conglomerate uh, company that produces toys for children, has just announced that the classic, the classic Mr. Potato Head will be changing to gender neutral. As a 25-year-old man, I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> the reason why I say my age is because my age group should be the ones who accept equality. Straight, gay, trans, all the above. However, this shit is getting dumb as fuck. You're going to change a classic toy's pronoun for a few far leftists. That want to bring the concept of sex to children. Just think about that, you fucking lowlifes. <laughs> Real fired up here. With peace and love, you're just creating more problems and confusion for our younger generation. We all start out as male or female, and it's okay to change when the time is right. But for fuck's sake, Mr. and Mr. Lives, Mr. and Mrs. Lives Matter. <laughs> Teddy, I got you in on the show, bud. Wherever you are, may you rest in peace, because... Wherever you are, Teddy, you're on the show this week. Some form of written quote. Yeah, so Teddy's fired up. I was fired up for, like, ten seconds, and I realized it's a fucking toy. I don't care. I don't think... I, I don't care so much about the toy. I think I care more about the precedent it sets. Like it said, it opens doors. Mm -hmm. It's a revolving door. It, Hell, it could, it, you could go in a room, then it'd be a bigger room, then you go in another door, it's a bigger room. Like, it yep. just opens the door for even stupider shit. And, you know, I think in 30 years, people will look back and be like, what in the fuck was going on? All the textbooks in we're gonna get our roasted. children. We're going to get roasted. We were the soft generation. That's what we'll be labeled as. Well, first off, there won't be textbooks by the time our kids nah, get to school. iPads. iPads, um... You know, made by slaves in China. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> children. Children hands. Yeah, children hands. Um, e history will not be kind to this generation. Hopefully we get back into a boomer time. <laughs> we talk shit about boomers. We, hopefully there's like a, a reset and we go from, uh, you know, boomers to... Uh, what's the next one? There's boomers. There's the millennials. There's... I thought there was... There's something in between boomers and... and oh, like our grandparents. Our grandparents, our grandparents are boomers. No, because our parents are millennials. Yeah, our, our grandparents. Because our great grandparents would have been boomers. I thought our grandparents would be boomers. No. Uh, oh yeah, they are because our parents the, are not the, millennials. We are millennials. They're baby boomers. Our, our grandparents are baby boomers. Yes. The millennial. No, technically, our parents fall into the millennial. Damn, that's a long ass. That's a long ass I mean, timeline. I'm yeah. gonna get you Google. This. I just know what's going on now is Gen Z. And it Which should, we're not a part of. We're not. I divorced myself. They say, like, uh, our birth year, 
you know, 96, 97. Generation X. Is is our parents? It, it, our our parents are Generation X, then and we're then, the millennials. Then you got millennials, and then you got Gen Z. I've divorced myself from Gen Z. I I want nothing. I want no part of this bullshit um, that's going on with the younger generation. Um, they should rename the next generation Gen E because it's the end. It's the end. We will not have another baby boomer. It, it'll be Gen E. The end. Yeah. And Cole brought up a good book. Cole, give me your phone for a second. Um, you want me to bring up the phone? Yeah, yeah, bring this up. We were talking last night about the Teletubbies. Oh, boy. What did, give me that article. What did the weird Teletubbies do? Well, we couldn't assume their genders. This is true. What is it, like Mitzi? And it, uh, here, here it is. It used to go, Tinky Winky. <laughs> what was it? Po. Dipsy. La La. Oh. <laughs> Great rendition of the Teletubbies. Tinky Winky, Dipsy, La La. Po. Po. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cole, uh, Cole's got the Wikipedia of the, the Teletubbies here. Tinky Winky is the first Teletubby, as well as the largest. I knew he was the biggest one. You can't be Tinky Winky and not be big. No. So uh, he's got that covered. The oldest and the largest, he is purple, often carries a red bag. Dipsy, second Teletubby, is green, uh, named after his antenna, which resembles a dipstick. So he might be the dumb one. He's the most stubborn of the Teletubbies. Well, fair enough. And will occasionally refuse to go along with the group. (laughs) Maybe Dipsy and me, we, we get along. His face is notably... Darker than the rest of the Teletubbies, and his creators have stated that he is black. <laughs> but he's green! He identifies as black. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. He often wears a large hat with a black and white pattern. All right. Lala. The third Teletubby. She is yellow and has a curly antenna. Lala is very sweet, likes to sing and dance, and is often shown for looking out for the other Teletubbies. And Poe. Boy. Poe, the fourth Teletubby, as well as the shortest and the youngest. She's the baby, I'm assuming. She is red and has an antenna shaped like a stick used for blowing soap bubbles. What was the uh, vacuum cleaner? Fuck, I don't remember. Remember the vacuum cleaner? Didn't it make a sound like, fuck it. I mean, the sun <laughs> was a baby. Yeah, the, the sun, sun was, was a baby, yeah. Oh, okay. Poe normally speaks in a soft voice. And her favorite toy is red and blue scooter. Uh, I'm looking for the vacuum. Nunu uh, is a sentiment is a sentient vacuum cleaner who acts as the Teletubbies' guardian and housekeeper. <laughs> he communicates through a series of slurping and sucking noises. <laughs> Sounds like a Riley Reed movie. What's the name? Jesus Christ! The Sun Baby appears at the beginning at end of each episode. She acts as a wake-up call for the Teletubbies. Numerous rabbits, the Tubby phone, <laughs> the Tilly Tubbies, or baby Teletubbies appearing in the Revival series. Their names are Mimi, Dada, Ba, Ping, Ruru, Nin, Duggle D, and Umby Pumby. That, that's just too many. Keep it at four. What the fuck? Yeah, I ain't watching that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I was like, what the fuck are the Teletubbies? 
All right. That was a, uh, you know, a revisit of the young childhood. That is crazy. I, you know, and I always just assumed a lot. From the I Delta. assume a lot, yeah. But the Teletubbies was one. I didn't that come out of left field. <laughs> that was a line drive. It took forever for me to remember the damn song. You know, Tinky Winky, Gypsy, Lala. Oh, <laughs> don't forget the vacuum. No, it would no. make it would make it would make a sound. <laughs> yeah, it make a, it would make a sound. It sounds like an OnlyFans account. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, it sounds like a Riley Reed OnlyFans account. The sound that vacuum cleaner makes. All right, so we've covered the cancel court. I don't. Is this cancel culture changing? Or is this just stupid? I think it's just stupid. You know, changing uh, uh, you know genders of toys. I don't know if that fits in the cancel culture or just pure stupidity. I don't know. Do they still make GI Joes? Because I feel like GI Joes could get it. canceled. That's a that's a very they got good. GI Jill. Like GI Jane the movie. Something like that. Yeah, it's part GI Jane. Yeah, which is funny because they have to change the PT standards in the army because they can't do leg tucks. That's not a question for that's a statement for another day. Assuming women can't do the things men can't do, or the things men can do. How fucking dare you, Matthew Gillespie? You are going to be canceled, and I'm gonna have to look for a new co-host. I didn't say that. I'm just saying the army is having to change their standards because the women are complaining that they can't do the leg tucks. What is a leg tuck? It's where you hold yourself up on a pull-up bar and then bring your knees to your elbows. And how long do you have to hold them up for? You, you don't. You just, it's like one. It's like a crunch. It's a crunch. It's a, it's a, it's like a hanging leg raise, but you're crunching your knees. Yeah, you're good. Okay, I get, to, I get the premise now. Yeah, they have to change it because people are complaining. And that's the one thing that, you know, you shouldn't do with the military. Is our army getting soft? Uh, yeah. Real soft. I, I, I don't know if I heard this on American Party. It's a podcast we both listen to. They said, when we have another war, and you know, it's, an ev- it's inevitable, it's going to happen one day, mm-hmm. that we're going to struggle to fight a force in uniform. Yeah. Yeah. And that brought, and that, I started thinking about that, and I was like, we really haven't fought a force in uniform since when? Korea. I was thinking Vietnam. We didn't even Viet- Vietnam? You got to think that was a lot of guerrilla warfare. Yes. Viet Cong yes. disappear within the, could disappear, drop their weapons, disappear within villages. Now, what about uh, Desert Storm? Desert Storm? Uh, it, I say we'd have a hard time fighting a uniform enemy that puts up a serious front. A Desert, front. Desert Storm, man, we 72 hours. We'd already pushed yeah. back the army. Yeah. So, uh, that was an interesting point brought up. I was like, you know what? I don't... World War II? Korea? Korea like, would be about the... That's 70 years ago. We have not faced a force in uniform on a battlefield. That is... Insane. The one that put up stiff resistance or pushed us back. Yeah. You know. He's like, how the hell are they going to react to that? You know, something like a China and Russia. Uh, you know. Damn, we're about out of time here. Oh boy. <laughs> China and Russia, we would it would be so hard. All right, so one last thing here. I want to get into Tiger Woods. You know, it's been a week since it happened. Um, Tiger had another incident with a vehicle. Tiger, you know, wrecked his car, um, injured his leg really bad. Apparently, his leg injury uh, could be potentially worse than Alex Smith, the quarterback for the Washington football team. And his leg was absolutely fucked up. Like, tore the fuck up. So, I was when I first saw the news, I thought he was dead. 
Yeah, he's lucky. I I thought he was dead. And I was going to prepare a whole eulogy for this podcast (laughs) to Tiger Woods. I might have to do a eulogy for his career. He might be done. And they said he's going to have a hard time getting mobility back. You got to think about the mobility to, you know, swing the club again and to You got to think about professional golfers. They walk yeah. a lot. 7 miles a day on those courses. Yeah. On that leg that he's about to have, that reconstructed leg, and if it fucked up his hip, well, that's his power. Your powers come from your hips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I was prepared to give a Tiger Woods eulogy. I thought L.A. took another fucking legend from us. Another legend that goes by one name. Think about those legends. Kobe. It would have been, could have been Tiger. Magic getting the HIV. I was, <laughs> I was like, let's do something about L.A. It's, it needs to be dealt with. Uh, if you're in a vehicle in L.A., good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Whether it be on air or land, good luck. So uh, I'm 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 very happy to hear that he's still alive. Uh, I was gonna be devastated. I'm not even a big Tiger fan. He's just lucky. That wreck was bad. That was a real bad wreck. Could have really fucked him up. So uh, yeah, I hope you get well soon, Tiger. Um, I really hope you get back on the course. Uh, not that you'll be competitive or anything. Just just to see you came back. That would be perfect. Um. So I'm glad I didn't have to do a eulogy because I was I was literally preparing for it during the week when I heard that. So he's okay. And Gibby, I think our time's about up on this app. It only gave us an hour. Wow. Well, but I think we covered. It's a good hour. It was a power hour. Mm-hmm. It was a power hour of uh, dumb sons of bitches. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Because everything we talked about, we, you're going to have to fact check the shit out of us, people. We use Wikipedia pages on this show. I, say what you want about Wikipedia. Somebody smart in there is making... Right. They're making it right. Made it sound right. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> thank you for hosting this week, Gibby. Oh, it's no problem. And uh, let's just get... Teddy will be back. I was just fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> I was just fucking around. Teddy will be back. Uh, you know, maybe w- while he was gone for a week, you might have missed him. You might... You might have missed Teddy. No, it might create a longing for him to come back. So, Teddy, you taking a week off might have done something for your character here on this show. They might miss you. They might be tired of hearing me and Matthew ramble about foreign policy. They might. We are, honestly, we could be the boring sons of bitches, too. (laughs) It's important. We honestly could. We honestly could be the boring sons of bitches. Who knows? We'll see see what the uh, the traction of this episode is. Last few's been really good, but... So, get out. If I have some helpful advice for this week, start paying attention to what's going on in China with the Uyghur concentration camps. That is no... That is nothing to just bypass and ignore. No. Get it. Don't be a smooth brain. Matthew, with the the advice every time he's on here, uh, don't be a smooth brain. Just start getting familiar with the issue and keep track of the timeline. I'm going to do more to do that. Uh... You know, in the coming weeks, I'm gonna start paying attention to the media a little bit more, uh, seeing if they're even reporting on it. Uh, I don't expect it, but uh, yeah, that's my advice. That's Gibby's advice. And Gibby, thank you for joining us. No problem. Thanks for listening to this Power Hour, the one night only of dumb sons of bitches. It's a reunion tour. 
Thanks for listening, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. It uh, helps us get through the algorithm. Uh, Also available on many different platforms, but uh, thanks for listening, and we're out.